athletes like Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Anthony Irwin. Like this guy here. His name is Fagan. Harrison Fagan. Welcome, everybody, back to the Lakers Lounge. I'm Anthony Irwin, joined today by Harrison Fagan and Aaron Larsoul. Guys, this is the triangle. How exciting. You guys are how really nice of you guys to not get blackmailed at all into sending me off into paternity leave. Thanks. Into what now? Paternity leave. Paternity leave. I just opened my first beer of the day, too. All right. So um, in, in this, in this uh, analogy that you're using, and we're calling it the triangle, have you established what roles, who is who in this triangle offense? Ooh, so we'd have like a, we'd have like a, we'd have a point guard, we'd have a wing, and we'd have a big, right? That's how we, that's how we do this. You tell me. All right. So I think I, I'm probably point, right? I probably run the point. I'm, I'm yeah, in charge of to say. Yeah. where the where the conversation goes and and all of that. So I'll probably go there. I'm gonna go with, hmm. I'm going to go with Aaron as like the pinch post operator, you know, okay. understanding, like understanding the, the, you know, when I, when I start the, the proceedings with the pass, you know, which pass needs to come next. Okay. And then Harrison operates, you know, as the finisher in this, in this analogy. So, I so I was going to give, I, I think I gave you a layup to use another basketball analogy. Who hmm. is who? Like, can we get, can we get names attached to this, please? Oh, well, I mean, no. <laughs> oh, all right. Never mind then. <laughs> okay, never I, mind then. Are you asking if I can make you Kobe? You're like my kid. I know. Like, I, I, it was it was an open ended question. I had a, I had a I had a cousin. Yeah, growing Anthony up. Smush, Aaron's Kobe, and I'm Chris Mim. <laughs> yeah, you're Luke Walton. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, I, I I had a cousin I growing think we're up doing pretty well. Then. <laughs> I had a cousin who like we would go out, we would shoot baskets, and we would say like, all right, I'm, I'm Kobe or like I'm Shaq or whatever. And he would stop playing if he wasn't Kobe. Like he oh. would just like, he would just like, he would go That's out there Mamba mentality. And yeah, I would say like, all right, I'm Kobe. He'd be like, all right, I don't want to play. That's what he like. So my brother and I used to back in the day. Yes. I'm old. Uh, 45 today, unfortunately. Um, oh shit. So happy my brother, birthday. That's right. Yeah. yeah right. Okay. Happy we birthday. That, Aaron. We, can put that, we can put that aside. I'm having a, like my life is almost over crisis. So we'll put that aside for today, <laughs> but like midlife crisis. No, this is not my midlife. As hard as I live, this is not midlife, my midlife. crisis. Would yeah. That has I'm you like, living to like 90. And right, I'm like four fifths. I'm sorry, man. This. Right. <laughs> I got like two, maybe good years left. I don't know. Uh, but my brother and I used have. to, used to we had a nerf hoop back in the day and we'd play one-on-one -on -one, and this is in the 80s and we we would like draft who you get to be when you play one-on-one -on -one, and we'd have a whole tournament and it was only me and him playing right it was it would be me against him always mm -hmm. but it would be like okay i'm chris mullen i'm magic i'm jordan i'm carl malone i'm hakeem mm -hmm. whatever right I thought you were just going to say, you wow, you like signed up to be Carl Malone from the past i didn't know we drafted back and forth right this, mm. is, this is also in the 80s Maybe early night. No, probably. Little the suspect. Did he love now this? So <laughs> Jazz Aaron's coming out. <laughs> yes. And I love the New Jersey's Jazz. Way to go. <laughs> Way to go. 
So, but the jazz are like, like the jazz are out there making the point for me. I'm like, man, when are you gonna? When's Nike actually gonna create something original and not go with the retro stuff? And right. then they create the Utah Jazz ones. Like, you know what? Fuck it. Go back to the right, go I'm back like, retro. Is this, <laughs> is this is is this just like the PDF template for jerseys that like somebody found and forgot to? forgot to uh, change up yeah. um so we would draft you know what it's still just me and my brother playing one-on-one on a nerf hoop but we would draft guys back and forth but i don't remember if there was like a line of if you don't get to be this guy i mean it should have just been jordan and magic and if you if one yeah. of us doesn't get to be that guy like we just quit but it sounds like that's your cousin yeah he was yeah, when he me was... and my brothers would play with the other kids in the neighborhood i was like the tallest and the oldest we'd be playing on like the eight foot hoop so not only was i shack but i was like literally shack just like dunking <laughs> on people it was great it's like it's basically it's basically like your uh your twitter persona just you dunking on people yeah just like dunking on like but like dunking on like children like is that why I mean, is uh, that still, why you, like yeah, you still your friend event your best friend eventually became like his name is duncan he was just yeah. like you just carried oh, the no, portrayal. Always, so if we played with him, it was. Like, I didn't you know, know you and Nate were that close for me. He was actually good. <laughs> you, I, I was Harrison. Just you and Nate are. I didn't know you guys were that close. You and Nate. Yeah, no, besties. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, just send messages back and you're forth. The same about, size, basically. Similar <laughs> body types. Possibly be the 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 main character as somebody gets dunked on in an NBA game. <laughs> <laughs> How can, can I put myself this? under the? Can we do this for another forty minutes, or do we well, you, you know, you know what the subject is, so I can understand why you would rather yeah. stay on this. Yes, why I'm, going, <laughs> why I'm drinking, why I'm drinking unnamed cognac straight from the bottle. And by the way, thank you, Hannah, for coming over and bringing me unnamed cognac yesterday for my birthday. I'm drinking it straight from the bottle. Hey, it's your birthday. You can celebrate however you want, especially if it's like a a late midlife crisis, like a late term midlife crisis. I have. I don't even know if any of the years left are going to be good. I have two, three years left tops. That's not true. I don't think. Actually, true. you know what? No, uh, you know, I shouldn't be this dark. <laughs> I, I shouldn't be this. <laughs> Five dark. minutes into the show. <laughs> I, should, I should not be this dark. <laughs> Five minutes, 32 seconds. Um, what we are actually going to talk about today, um, we've obviously spent a whole bunch of energy and, and you know what? Energy is a good way to, to end that thing. We've just spent way too much time figuring out whether or not Excuse me, the Lakers are going to trade for Russell Westbrook. Trade for uh, Russell Westbrook. Or whether they're going to trade him or what they're going to get for Russell Westbrook if they do trade him. Um, but that almost misses a chunk of the point, I think, at, okay. especially at this stage of, of the offseason where it starts to look like, hey, you got to start planning for player preview season you got to start looking ahead to what the team is actually going to look like hey what is the actual basketball going to look like all of that and and it made me start to think like as we were having all these conversations about russell westbrook and obviously the amount of blame that he gets for last season i i feel like and and this is a point that russell westbrook fans make quite often is he's not the only reason why the lakers are in this predicament and I think that's absolutely fair. I think there are, are several other factors here going on. We've always, I, I always spend a lot of time talking about Anthony Davis and, and his approach to the sport and how that puts the Lakers at a, a relative disadvantage compared to his talent level. But I think one factor here that probably hasn't gotten enough attention over the last few years here, because there have been other factors that are probably more obviously detrimental has been uh, whether it's his preference or whether it's 
something that the Lakers are trying to do for him. But LeBron deciding that he needs a a creator alongside him has been really tough to build around because those players, like if you're actually finding a player, a creator who is good enough on the ball and also productive off of the ball, that's an elite, elite creator, right? Those are, that's the Steph Curry's, that's the Dame Lillard's. Those are the guys who have incredible uh, gravity that is Dame really difficult. Do anything off the ball. Well, but he, he's such a good shooter that he like is. defenses have to care about where he is on the court. That's not what you say about Rajon Rondo. That's not what you say about Dennis Schroeder. That's not what you say about Russell Westbrook. Oh, God, I right? need to get to the unnamed cognac already. Oh, <laughs> so, so like, Harrison, I'll, I'll start here with you. But, like, if... Please? Where, <laughs> where like, do you, do you agree at... We'll start there with the premise that, like, hey, we probably should spend a little bit more energy if we're trying to figure out why the Lakers are in the current predicament that they are on this notion or this effort to give LeBron a creator and lighten the load on him and the impact that that has had on the rest of the roster building. And I would argue the negative impact that it's had on roster building here. Do you think, do you think it should have gotten more attention to the sporting or do you think the other things are so much more obvious and so much more important that coming to this is kind of like a, it's lower on the totem pole. Uh, that question was like two minutes. So I know, it also, I know. It also wasn't a question. It was it was a soliloquy. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm asking like, do you think LeBron and his uh, desire to have a creator next to him to lighten the load over the course of the, the regular season, uh, especially, do you think that has put the Lakers at a disadvantage or, or, you know, do you think it's made it tougher on them to build around him and Anthony Davis than it maybe should have been? Well, I mean, first of all, before I even address that, I, I just want to say, like, oh this is why you're the best. You know, this is why you are the best at what you do, because you don't just stay angry at the things that people are currently angry at. You're yeah. like, what's the next thing that I can get people <laughs> mad at? You know, I'm not going to like I already got people ready to put on the purple and gold face paint, storm the crypt, you know, over <laughs> Anthony Davis not wanting to play center and uh -huh. over and by you the know, way, the, Anthony's the, Anthony's second protest. <laughs> yeah, you know that that like that Russ is still on the team. You're like, no, 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 no. We need no, we need to have the real conversation about why this is all LeBron's fault. Um, and so you know, again, I respect you for continuing to like. You could have checked out. This could have been an easy show. Yeah. You just kind of you know coast on your way out to paternity leave. Mm -hmm. You know, you go take like a nice two week vacation where you're gonna get a ton of rest and just relax. Um, and then you know you. You just like take it easy on the way out. But no, you are a professional yeah. and you came here and you're like, how can I no set this off. room on fire before I leave? <laughs> oh, we and... always need tinfoil hat, Anthony. Tinfoil hat, Anthony <laughs> yeah. is my favorite, Anthony. <laughs> but, you know, I don't, I don't think, I, like, I, I, I understand the question mm -hmm. that you're getting at. And I think that there is a legitimate criticism to be had there. But this isn't like, you know, a LeBron in Cleveland situation where he's talking to reporters about like, I need an effing playmaker, you know, after yeah. they've lost like eight games or whatever, you know, this is like, we don't necessarily know that it's just LeBron sort of pushing for this. 
here. Yeah, but he obviously now this has been a trend for as long as he has been here, but there's also been a GM sort of either assembling the menu options or making the final decision himself that has been here the entire time that seems to appreciate a certain type of, you know, real hoopers. Uh, and, you know, I just want guys <laughs> that can go get a bucket. And if we just assemble a team with enough buckets, then we're going to score more buckets than the other team. The game's simple. You know, yeah, and like I, I don't know that it's necessarily just LeBron pushing for this because, like, we know that Rob Palenka, despite all the leaks to the contrary, and Aaron, I know that you have to take another gigantic gulp of oh, unnamed alcoholic. Go. You know, <laughs> thank you again, beverage. Hannah. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> um. No, while I'm talking about this, but like we know that Palinka has, for as long as he's been here, like he's wanted these guys too. You know, he was trying to give Dennis Schroeder 84 million. He made the trade for Russ. So you know, there's been all the times the Lakers have been linked to. Eric Rose, you know, like he like it's very clear that there are executives that, you know, decision makers in the room that like these Kendrick guys too. Nunn, so Lonnie Walker say, also fit well, that mold. But too. I think it yeah. goes. I think it goes. I Harrison, I agree with you. It's not specifically LeBron, but it goes back even before this, because magic also the grand experiment very specific about I need I want more ball handling. I want secondary creation around LeBron. Um, so I don't think it's just LeBron, and it's also not just Rob. It magic before that, but I do think there is something to in a league where resources are limited, right? And it, there's it's a salary cap league, so resources are limited. And in a Especially league where the Lakers, it's a salary <laughs> cap league for every team, and resources are limited for every team, you are. You are burdened by the salary cap. It doesn't matter whatever team you are, you are burdened by the salary cap. And so in a league, and by the way, I was not in favor of the rest trade. I also wasn't in favor of Dennis Schroeder. Whoever wanted it, whether it's Rob, whether it's LeBron. And the reason why is because in a league where your resources are limited, it's a salary cap league. You can't just spend whatever you want. I do not want to allocate those resources to take reps away from LeBron handling the ball in the postseason. I don't really care that much about the regular season. Mm -hmm. In the postseason, I want LeBron to have the ball always, period. I want him to have the ball because he's the best ever at it. So yeah, I want I LeBron like making those decisions. So if I'm spending like my resources, if I'm spending limited resources on something, on guys whose best skill is something I don't want them doing when the games really matter, I think that is not the most efficient kind of allocation resources yeah. yeah and that's sort of like the, that's the whole thing behind you know in the regular season it sort of makes sense like you don't want lebron having to do everything yeah, i mean having any eaters yeah. having any eaters in the regular season is fine but mm, like well, yeah the problem then is that like you know russ doesn't automatically transform into a 35 million dollar three and d wing like a transformer he just like you know he just morphs in into like prime danny green during the postseason after taking all those innings on uh, Harrison, that's what the Lakers are literally hoping Russell Westbrook will turn into by the start of this upcoming season. So I don't know, <laughs> but like, yeah, I, I think like, to be clear, I, I should be clear about two things. I don't think this is a specifically LeBron only thing. I will say though, that it is a trend over the course of his career that I understand that like when you get to, cause every year LeBron has been in the NBA, it's been 
a bunch of really competitive games because he's going to get the best from every team that he's playing against night in, night out. A bunch of nationally televised games that are like elevated beyond your typical regular season game. He also plays a shit ton of postseason games. And in those postseason games, he is asked to lift a heavier load than I would argue any player in the history of the league. And and so like I, I can un- I would agree with that yeah I can yeah, understand I, fair. <laughs> I can understand where like he goes through those seasons and so many of them to this point that like at the end of the season he would say like his first takeaway having taken a step away from those really uh, just nauseatingly difficult seasons is like all right that sucked I need help for those eighty two I need an innings eater here. But the problem is, like you're saying, Aaron, finding that balance of, you know, how much how much of your limited resource do you want to spend on an innings eater, right? Like, right. And for the like, Lakers, the answer was yes. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. And so, like, like this is the thing. I want to, you know, and this is why I would, I, I, I haven't made this point on Twitter is because if I Uh-oh. make this point, if I make this point. With Harrison, should we be nervous? 250 or whatever characters, right? Was it's two what, 250 or two four, whatever, whatever. Like if I it's 240, right? Yeah, two. If I make this, they give Anthony an extra 10. He's got he's got that like verified <laughs> needs, plot, needs, and it doesn't matter. <laughs> but like if I try to make this point in 240 characters, I'm going to get dunked on because it's impossible to make this point without the amount of nuance that it requires, right? I totally understand why LeBron would exit these seasons and say, I need that help. However, I do also watch these games and and I I understand and root for the fact that LeBron in these moments in the postseason would say, okay, innings eater, go stand over there. But the problem is that the innings eaters that they have signed over over the course of at least his Lakers tenure can't go stand over there and still be productive. Those are those bubble when, Rondo. Except, yeah, except for yeah. Yeah, Bubble Rondo was. Yeah, but, Bubble yeah, Rondo but, actually was was the exact archetype of what. Well, except for he was bad during the regular season. But other right. than that, you but know, those guys. Here's but here's the other the other part of it is those guys don't exist in ways that the Lakers can acquire them, right? Because those guys. The players that you are talking about who can do all of those things don't exist for the minimum or the taxpayer mid-level. There's a reason why those guys are those guys, and those guys don't exist, which is why I which is why I have questioned the strategy of acquiring that type of player to begin with. Because I like I again, I don't care, I don't care who you get. Whoever you think is the best player in the NBA. Go get that dude. And I still want LeBron making all of those decisions when the games count. Right. Right. So, it, it's it's difficult because, again, this guy, it, it's funny. He's, he's such a neuroprocessor on the court. And he is legitimately, I think, the smartest basketball player who has ever played, especially... You combine, like, his intellect with oh, his physical gifts, and, and that's why LeBron is LeBron. But also, this instinct is 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 one that I think has really kind of failed him over. Because because Harrison, you're right. This isn't just a Lakers thing. When he was in Cleveland, he also said, "Go get me a fucking playmaker." Right? Like this ESPN. is like, yeah, this is not like a private request to David Griffin. <laughs> right. And and like and I don't think it's I don't think it's a coincidence that when he and Magic start working together, right, and the partnership that they that they undertook, 
that the first thing that they went out and and did was because I don't think Rondo was a minimum signing. I don't. I think he was a, a little bit more than a minimum I think signing. He was cap space the first? No. Yeah. Yeah. I think he was. Yeah. So so or I he think was the, he was some exception. I believe. I yeah. Don't how much, uh, but, but he was. Uh, more uh, than he was. He was a priority for the Lakers, and it was just like and and that was when remember Magic went in one of the most infamous <laughs> clips that exists in Lakers lore, oh, he goes, he goes on that, on that, on that summer league interview. And he says, uh, yeah, the league has has indicated that surrounding LeBron with spacing and with athleticism is the path forward to this guy, but we're going to go the opposite route. We want we decided, to bring in. What if you build the whole plane out of Lance Stevenson? <laughs> right. you know? Well, that's like, right. I'm th- right. To be fair, uh, that was a lot of that was magic. Obviously, the Lonzo pick and Lance Stevenson. Mm-hmm. He decided he wanted grit and toughness and ball handle. You know what? I'm gonna leave magic alone. Never mind. I'm gonna leave no, alone. like we can again. Like I, I just like I, just I, like I don't think that's specific. My point is, and and to echo what Harrison said earlier, I don't know how much of that was LeBron specific. And how much of that was magic? Decided we know how he, he feels about the experiment, day. right? Like he made a literal fart noise when he was. <laughs> you don't even need that clip. <laughs> so we, you know, to you again, like, look, you don't go from where the Lakers were a couple seasons ago, where they were a championship team with all the assets and all this uh, cap flexibility, to where they are now without several people making several mistakes or several miscalculations here, right? Like this, or, or you don't, you don't have LeBron James and Anthony Davis on your roster and wind up where the Lakers are currently without several people making all kinds of miscalculations. I'm not saying I'm not limiting the the blame here. And I don't even like using blame as the word here because I can understand where LeBron is coming from. I can also understand where, where Rob Palenka might be coming from, where, if, if he is out there just trying to go out and acquire the best player available, and if that best player available is the bucket getter, right? And those bucket getters are the most available talent out there because we're finding out smart teams don't really rely that heavily on bucket getter role players like those, those yeah like not more than not more than one or two certainly. right right like those those guys those guys you know it's a lot harder in the NBA to come by a three and D wing than it is a bucket and 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 I think. You know, for Rob, he's sitting there saying, wait, I can have Lonnie Walker and I can have Kendrick Nunn and I could have drafted Taylor Horton Tucker like and I could have signed Lance Stevenson and like all of these guys over the course of the, of, of his tenure here. He's saying like this is he, he can convince himself that it's a market inefficiency that probably isn't one, but it's more a market availability than it is an inefficiency because those guys are more available than the players that would actually help LeBron and Anthony Davis here. I, I don't know. It's it's a fascinating kind of study of, of of approach here and one that, you know, we always talk about Anthony Davis not playing center, but I would probably argue this this approach has been tougher to overcome than Anthony Davis being reluctant to play the center in a modern in a modern way. Yeah, I mean, but how much I mean, I think you made a great point that it's hard to assign you know blame or responsibility to one person for this so i think that we should ask like aaron how much do you get like how much <laughs> how much of this is on you 100 <laughs> percent. just all just i just that's just, why you're the best yeah today today of all days i will take 100 of this blame let me just absorb all of it today um 
There yeah, you have well, it, folks. Aaron argued for the Russ trade. He's been lying to you this whole time. I knew it. Ar- argued what now? <laughs> he made the he made the final facts. He sent it in. Yes, yes, I did. Uh, yes, I uh, I was the one. You know what? Never mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think that. Oh boy, let me be careful. I know. I think. I. I do. I think that it is important for us, to, not us, the three of us, but just us in general to be aware that things are not always what they seem right. And there's more, whatever, whatever any team does, there are more complicated parts to it. And there mm-hmm. are people pulling in different directions and ultimately whoever is the lead decision. And you're competing come- with teams who are also trying to pull in yeah, their own directions. Right. <laughs> Correct. They, they have, they have smart people there too. They have, they have professional basketball people too. Except yeah. the Kings, um, but you know, I didn't say that. <laughs> I, I'm not saying I disagree with you. I'm just saying I didn't say that. <laughs> this will be the last episode of anything on Silver Screen and Roll, the podcast. This will be. This is the death of us. Um, but I think it's. I think like when you try to establish a blame pie, right, and who's responsible for what. Look, ultimately, the the lead basketball decision maker is responsible for anything that does or doesn't happen. But there are people that have differing opinions. I sometimes am one of them, but so I don't, it's not like, I don't think you'd lay this at anybody's feet. But again, I, I, like I said earlier, I, I don't think it is the best allocation of resources to get somebody whose main function is to eat innings away from LeBron, right, to take some of that ball handling away from LeBron, because when the games really matter, I don't want them to do that. And unless they have function otherwise, right, like Pat Bev, I think Pat Bev is uh, is an incredible acquisition, right? Is he like somebody who can take some, eat some of So good innings? that Rob Polinka didn't even answer questions about it. <laughs> he gave the press so, release code, Anthony, that's all we needed. <laughs> So here, but I think Pat Bev is is kind of an ideal acquisition. And the reason is, yes, he can, during the regular season, he can take some of those innings away from LeBron, right? He can, I mean, he's not like a traditional pick and roll ball handler, but he can do some. But he also- Yeah, like he can dribble without turning it over. Correct. Yeah. But he's also, but he also has function. He's one of- not the best, but he is a really good catch and shoot player, right? So he can mm-hmm. play off of LeBron in the moments where and defenses care to, that he's standing out there. You don't have to take him off the floor if LeBron goes to yeah. the I have the ball all the time because LeBron should have yeah. the ball all the time. Yeah. So I my my preference is more people in that mold, and I, I'm not going to call it fortuitous, but it is it's a good thing that the Lakers because those guys generally don't exist on the minimum or on the exceptions, which is the only way other than in trade that the Lakers or are on able like to one acquire. year expiring deals. Like they exactly just got right. Pat, Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Or, right. or it's, or it's hard to get that kind of player without giving up draft compensation. No, I agree. I totally, under, I, I totally agree that, that Pat Bev now, like the reason he's available in the way that he was is because he's 34 years old and he has been injury prone and wants an extension and, and you know, is not particularly popular around the league. So, like, there are... Wait, 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 are, wait, 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 wait. No, he's he, very popular around the league. I mean... When, with the guys that have played with him. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Until he leaves and goes somewhere else. That's that's a fair... That, and so, the other part of this conversation, though, that I, I wanted to hit on before we before we get out of here, and, and I'm not saying that we're, we're close, but, like, I... 
I guess the fundamental disagreement that I have with this approach where lightening the load with innings eaters is that I actually think the better way to go about and probably more productive way of going about lightening LeBron's load here is through systemic approaches, right? And we, and, and like, you know, by focusing on spacing, by focusing on finishers that like know where to cut. And like, that's why I love the Danny Green acquisition was because this guy was like, he can run a set by himself where LeBron is standing at the top of the key. Danny Green can run off of a few screens. And in terms of energy output, all of the energy there, all of all of the, uh, you know, he's doing all of that while LeBron ha- takes a possession off. And those are the kinds of players that I think should have been more of the focus here rather than, hey, if we if LeBron can pass the ball to this guy on the wing and he can go isolate for himself, A, that isn't going to be as, as productive as a Danny Green set piece, or B, Danny Green can play with LeBron while LeBron goes into LeBron ha- always has the ball mode, right? So so I just think like the, the general approach here that again, I'm not when I assign blame here, I'm not assigning it to a certain person. I'm assigning it to the general approach where I think a better way to go about this and a way that maybe a smarter organization would go about this is to systemically lighten the load on LeBron rather than go through it strictly through personnel. I, I agree with you. I agree with both of you in terms of like those types of players are really useful. And, you know, that there's also an argument to be made that having guys like that, even though LeBron, while he's on the court, will have more sort of like on ball responsibility. And maybe that kind of ratchets up his physical load during the regular season. But also, you know, if you have a team that's really, really good and you just build a bunch of leads, like he can rest at the end of yeah. the game and do that. And kind of there's, I, I think there's a counter argument to be made for that. But I think the the other thing that we have to acknowledge here is that a lot of this is hindsight you know anthony you and i have talked about Fair. this but some of these decisions in a vacuum we agreed with at the time like you thought the tw- i thought the rust thing was going to work you thought that the 2021 lakers were the most talented team of all time um and <laughs> the most talented lakers team of all time of right? my lifetime that pretty much is the most talented team of all time if you're okay, the most talented fair. lakers team ever like you're you're up there above like you know the the no yeah you're right goals you know all the greats. Aaron just muted himself. But yeah, I, I think if if we go... <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I, I, like, I think there is... I, th- I think that is... I think that's an important point is that a lot of it is hindsight. Um, but I think it's... I think it's... It is, it is very, very important to recognize that... Like, what... Everybody, what anybody wants in the, in this specific moment, right? Whether whether it's LeBron, whether it's whether it's Rob, whether it's Magic, I think that is important. That it's not necessarily like looking back at it. If we like it in the moment, right? I look. I'm going to be honest with you. I did not advocate for the Russ trade, mm-hmm. but in the moment, a lot of us, you guys specifically, I'm looking at you two, really liked the moves and really thought uh, that those uh... were. I liked it. Anthony did the wishy-washy. Like, I'm not going to have a take on it. I'm going to say it's oh, going to be really Hold fun, on. and wait, I'm not sure. Wait, Whoa there. 
Wait. Whoa there. How would you like to respond to these allegations? I asked you guys to walk me off of the ledge, which means I was on the ledge in the no, first no, no, place. No, you spent all they... offseason. You're like, I think it could go really great no. or it could go really horrible. You know? Uh-uh. It's uh-uh. all in between. And that's why you, you have the very to be first... fair to Anthony, he has not been wishy washy with the very the, the very the very first the very first spaces that we did there after the tra- the trade went down, I literally asked Aaron, hey. Talk me off of the ledge here because well, I job, don't Eric, understand. And then Anthony was in on it after. And that. then I was, yeah. And I shouldn't have. I should. I should have stepped off of the ledge the other direction. I. I, I stepped off safely. I should have hopped off. I, I presented a case in which it could be be effective. I presented a case. And by the way, the same Just is like true, been doing the same all is true this year. He's presented right, exactly. a case in which Russ could be effective. Yeah. He did things that he's never So done. did Russell Westbrook's agent. In his- <laughs> oh, boy. Like if Russ, I just played basketball like Michael Jordan, I'd be pretty good at pickup. This know? is this it's, is Russell Westbrook in response to uh, Russell oh Westbrook, like in response to his his agent saying, "Hey man, just try to work it out with the Lakers." I think that we should consider having them arrested. <laughs> Wait, who's getting arrested? <laughs> his Russ agent is having his agent arrested for for suggesting that he oh uh, stand in the corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, is that I don't know. If that's what he specifically suggested. He said, I mean, essentially, <clears throat> he basically was like, via, the, the subtext of his statement was he's like, look, they they were dumb enough to put it on record that they'll start you. So you should take that opportunity yeah. and, uh, you know, just run with it. You're not getting a better. Well, I mean, look, to Russ, be fair, let me explain bird rights to you. OK, <laughs> as I have said, and by the way, and Ramona came out again today or maybe she I think she was on low post. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was last about. Week. And I look and she's right. And and you and I, Anthony, you and I have talked about this about what it means if you get bought out, right? We've we've wait, is it who's uh, no? It's Harrison. That Andre Drummond is your uh, your your favorite. Your yeah, your, no, your, that's your, like your, Anthony's yeah. least favorite Laker. Yeah, I think. yeah. <laughs> but when you get bought out, it it means something. So all of that is is part of the discussion, also. So I kind of understand where. Russ is coming like he doesn't want to get he doesn't want he may not want to get traded well, and bought according out. To his agent he sort of wanted to get bought out yeah no he wanted he definitely wanted according to his agent he wanted to go somewhere else but the, the buyout thing is is a very different thing yeah, yeah. so I kind I I get it but I, I, I could it. also I could also see Russ potentially being like advocating for a buyout like you know what screw this give me agency let me pick my situation let me go to a place where I can prove these people wrong, just like I have proven everybody wrong over the course of my career. Like I, I could totally Russell Westbrook lacking in confidence in his ability to be one of the few people who can go from a buyout, uh, prorated veteran minimum player to once again earning like legitimate NBA money, like you know, eight figure money. He, I could totally see Russ believing in himself in that way. I That's mean, why, I, like, it's I think been. Eric Rose did it right. Like, I think he was a minimum yeah. guy at one. He point. He was. So. He was. And then got yeah. back to a. He got back to an exception deal. Yeah, I think he got a. I don't yeah. know if it was taxpayer or non-taxpayer, but yeah. I mean, a, there's not a lot of them. But it yeah. has happened. Yeah, 
And 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 look, if there if, are not a lot of them, you if are we correct, were to, there are not a lot. If we were to if we were to to figure out the kind of player who could talk himself into being one of those few who does overcome those odds, it's totally Russell Westbrook. You are, no, you're absolutely right about that. He would be number one on the list. Yes, although that, you're absolutely although right that, about that said, maybe the guy who did his own taxes in like shoe boxes in the Oklahoma City Thunder press uh, like uh, media room or whatever. Wait, is after that a practice, thing? Yeah, Russ did yeah, his own no, taxes. Like when he was with the Thunder, he'd be sitting there with like a visor, calculator, like doing his own taxes. But he has like whatever. the Homer Simpson. No, that like, was that was him like visor. figuring out the numbers he had to get to to average a triple double over the course. That was, of the that, was that was him convincing Stephen Adams. <laughs> He's running down the box out, out and not right. get rebounds. All right, I could throws. probably only get seven rebounds this game, so I yeah. need like thirteen the next right. night. We're uh, playing against the Jazz. Gobert's a good rebounder. I'm gonna have to make up for it when we play against like Phoenix or something like that. Yeah, He's like doing the Zach California. We're already in story time, I guess. But it's like how to average a triple. <laughs> I'm not saying this is an actual thing. I don't know this to be true, but what I heard, like uh-huh. I'm, I'm putting up for people who can't see us because this is an audio medium, I'm putting up air quotes. But what I heard Thank uh, you, when I'll Kevin Love was in, was in Minnesota, he had an app on his phone. And this is whatever, 10 years ago, obviously, mm-hmm. maybe more than that. He had an app on his phone that would constantly update his stats. So he would go in the locker room and... <laughs> He had an app, literally an app on his phone that would ESPN? update just his stats. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, not like the ESPN app. <laughs> no, he had like a specific app built that would track. I wonder what, what he would he doing. call That's that? That's incredible. He's like, he's like, I could. He 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 told his agent or whatever at the time. Like he's like, yeah, you know, I guess I could just download ESPN Fantasy, but can you build me an app? Just the the Kevin he had Love. App, yeah, he had, he had something on his phone that literally just tra- only track. Because if you're on ESPN, you have to like wade through. We got to track these down people. this Timberwolves PR person that was responsible for like updating those numbers for him they just typed it into like a google doc for him one of my favorite things to watch with players like kevin love or like russell westbrook when he was doing the triple double stuff wait see i didn't say i didn't say anything about russ (laughs) leave russ out of it they're both look yeah no russ is never he's never triple double hunted it just happens he's never been interested Mm -hmm. in his stats yeah but what i what i always enjoy though is like when they grab one of those rebounds that kind of sort of happen after the horn they look at the statistician and they're like Yo. Mine. Yeah, mine. Yeah, yeah mine. I got that Yeah, one. or when that it's like me. the really, really like ripping it out of their teammates' hands, you know, <laughs> like when it's like two, or like, two guys. No, the one they really it. do it is if you get a free throw tip in, if you get a tip in. Yeah. You have to like leave your hand up and be like, no, 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 no. That was mine. <laughs> yeah, they run, well, they run back up. the court the whole way with that the hand mine. Bynum, that Bynum hand was up. so good at that one. Andrew Bynum was a legend with that. He would tip it in. That was mine. Find him with like hop down, like he was doing the Dion waiters to the statistician. He, didn't even, he, to, he so didn't even have to jump. He was like his arms were so long. Mine. Yeah, because he couldn't jump because he was bowling. Yeah, he, he, couldn't, have to, he couldn't jump anymore. He had half a working knee between the both of them. Still Although, had more calf muscles than Andre Drummond, though. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Can we talk um, about Ricky Davis shooting at the wrong basket to get a triple double? I mean, like, that's the best ever. It, it, there's nothing that gets better than that. There's it's nothing the that ever. tops it. Um, all right, so I'm going to head out here. Uh, this is where we're at the 40 minute mark, and I have paternity leave stuff to get to. That uh, Shouts to Ulti Pro. But um, to what? Ulti Pro. Ulti Pro? Our, the 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 Vox. Yeah, it's, our, it's our like time <laughs> off our... management system. Oh, got yeah. it. Got it. Um, so I want to end on, we can, we can either do Harrison, if you have a, a unfortunate mishap that you want to talk about, or I kind of wanted to talk about House of Dragons, like with the three of us, cause I know we're all watching it. 
I've only seen the first. I'm episode. not cut up though. <laughs> well, no, not, no, no, no. I just, I, I just want to talk about the general. Oh, all right. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with it then. All right. Uh, the so, only misfortune I had was the other night in the middle of the night, I was like walking down my stairs and the stairs are like a little low, the ceiling thing at the bottom. And I ran straight into it in the middle of the night and was oh. up for like another hour. And yeah. <laughs> Did you keep yourself up because of the concussion? No, just thing. because like my head. <laughs> you put Harrison in concussion protocols. Do not fall asleep. <laughs> yeah. Apparently that's that's not like a thing. I guess you can fall right to sleep if you have a concussion. I don't, I don't know. I don't Jen know. said it. She's a doctor. Give that medical advice she when you have no training. For, why no, would you Jen, just blast that out to your listeners? Jen just said it. Jen or not <laughs> just said it, but she just, has said she, that. She's standing you put on a stage disclaimer left. on this episode. Just, like, do not listen to Anthony's <laughs> medical advice. I, I, I will say. All right, hold on, hold on. If if there are people listening to my medical advice. They That's have, just they, Darwin in action, man. Right, like you far, get what you get. Bigger concerns. <laughs> yeah. Like that's a you problem. That is not a me problem. I will say there is almost nothing worse in, in, uh, in respect of Harrison. There is almost nothing worse than when you, when you miscalculate the number of steps. Ooh. Oh, if it's, if it's, if it's one too many or one yeah. too few, you're fucked. Yeah. Either oh, way, yeah, that's, either your, way, your you're lower fucked. back is just gone. You're like, fucked it's, either way. Yeah. yeah. I today I, I got Avery out of her room and I I tripped over. She has like a little four wheeler like go kart thingy, mm -hmm. and I tripped over it. And I'm gonna be sore for the next week um, because like this is this is fatherhood at 35, almost 36. This is where I'm at. Um, but yeah, House of Dragons. Though I want to talk about House of Dragons right. and Harrison. You've watched the first episode. Um, by the way, Anthony, can you stop sending me Seinfeld clips because I don't get it? So stop it. I don't get it. I don't. It's yeah, not funny. My, I don't my get, bad I don't get for Seinfeld. Why, my bad for wanting to to share the comic genius of there of is Jerry no Seinfeld. comic genius. It's not funny. It's not as funny anymore. It's aged. Like we have Kirby enthusiasm is Seinfeld with cussing, but like, right, but yeah, we right. go, go ahead. How's it have you seen? Sorry, have sorry. you seen Curb? Curb? You would like? I think you would like Curb. No, I haven't seen I haven't, either of them. I, I don't know. No, I don't. You watch guys that are stuff. both just. I don't. Just, I don't watch a lot of TV. Uh, all right. So, how's Harrison? I'll let you start the conversation on whether you're not finished Westworld. That's like how you know <clears throat> behind on TV I am. I just finished the latest season. Do you like? Do you like House of Dragons? Yeah, so far I like it. We, uh, Mia and I, decided to wait a little bit, watch other shows that were already all out, and just kind of you know keep up on those so that we don't have to wait week to week. Like mm -hmm. it's kind of like agonizing on Game of Thrones because they always end on some big like either cliffhanger or plot moment, and you want to see what happens next. They know it's what like, they're doing. Uh, yeah, it's a very bingeable show, and so mm -hmm. it's yeah. you know uh, we watch the first one into it but have not watched beyond that because we're letting a few more. I think we're gonna start watching again like this week, but. I'm going to give a hot take here, I think. Oh. I don't like House of Dragons. Oh, I thought that you were going to say, mm. like, I, I like waiting week to week. It gives me something to look forward no, to. No, I, I do. I do actually. I, it is really nice to be now, like, Sundays. We have football during the day, and then we have uh, House of Dragons at night. Like, looking forward to that. Like, having Game of Thrones back in my life in that regard. I, I quite And you got enjoy. to root for Kirk Cousins, and it actually went well yesterday? Beat the Packers. I just mm -hmm. I enjoy beating the express graphic tee that is Aaron Rodgers. That is just the best. But <laughs> but uh, <laughs> how dare you speak ill of my California Golden Bear? 
He's a fucking weirdo. <laughs> I'm, su- I'm surprised Cal hasn't come out and been like, he didn't get educated here. We're, we're done with this dude. Yeah. They're like a statement from the from yeah. the chancellor of UC Berkeley. Oh, I think it's, you know what? It's they're going to embroil yeah, themselves no, we're not in like UC a, Berkeley. They're gonna they're gonna embroil themselves in like that Duke or no it was Carolina's uh like exam cheating scandal right that they had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cal gonna do that with Aaron. Shout out Rashad McCann. They're gonna they're gonna do that. Technically, Aaron Rodgers didn't attend any classes here. He got all this. To be fair, he says, oh, you know, when they do the Sunday night or Monday night. Uh, football opens, you know, and they say where they they do their own personal opens. He always says Butte Community College, so it's fine. Yeah, because he that's doesn't, he, you know, he doesn't. He didn't like Berkeley's teachings. He's just that's like, good. Ah, you know, this isn't for me. Hey, you got to do Cal, your own research. Cal, Cal probably is just like, thank you. Cal is like, thank you. No, I mean, he did that. like donate a bunch of money for the locker room, but and I am also on my way on Wednesday to go watch uh, my Bears get their teeth kicked in by Notre Dame, who's now zero and two. And oh no, I think waiting. they're going to beat him. I think they're going to beat him. Stop. It. Yeah, they're they got this. I got faith. Yeah, Stop it. I don't know Stop anything it. about college football, but I faith. Stop it. I love. Stop I love watching. You clearly don't know anything about college football if you think Cal is going to beat Notre Dame on Saturday. <laughs> but it's one of the meccas of college football, so I got to go. Yeah. Um, all right. So House of Dragons. I think well, you and I have talked about this a little bit, Anthony. Uh, like the time jumps are kind of strange, and I don't feel like I. I do enjoy it. I've I've been enjoying it, but I don't feel like. Um, I don't feel invested in any of the characters yet. And yeah, I, think I was going to say like, there isn't a the time the character... jump that you mentioned that you've talked about. I think that's part of why I don't feel invested in any of the characters yet. So there we'll isn't see. a character that I find myself like there isn't a, a Tyrion. There isn't a, a Johnson. Like there just isn't a character that I'm like, okay, this is who I'm rooting for, which like well, might some be of the that point. Takes time. Like some of that takes time, but also well, like we knew right away, like Tyrion was introduced. Yeah, but also like, aren't these, all these people supposed to be terrible? Like this is right. Like it might be a succession thing where like, we shouldn't really yeah. be rooting like, for you're, anybody. You're not rooting for anybody. But yeah. even, even with game of Thrones, I think part of the brilliance of game of Thrones is well, okay. Let's take a step back. I think HBO does TV better than anybody else. Agreed. And they introduce the, don't get too attached to anybody because anybody can get it at any time. Yeah. Uh, with the wire, with the Sopran- with Sopranos, with, with game of Thrones, but even early, right. In season one of game of Thrones, spoiler alert. I know this is whatever. 12 years I, we don't old. Have to worry so, about spoilers spoiler yet. alert. I apologize. Getting an angry tweet tomorrow. Cause he spoiled like the first, I get angry tweets for all kinds of yeah. shit. So maybe, but when Ned got it at the end of, of the season one of game oh, of Thrones, watched it right? yet. like it, ma- that mattered. Right. So mm-hmm. they did a good job of even in season one of Game of Thrones, they did a good job of making us, at least me, make, making me feel attached to Ned. So when he got it at the end right. of, of season one. Right. And I don't think that that House of Dragons has done that yet. Right. So like, that is part of the reason why I, I think it's good and I'm enjoying it, but it has not grabbed me like Game of Thrones did. Yeah, I don't, I, I want to like, like it. OK, so I've uh, admittedly I've only watched episode one. I kind of liked Rhaenyra. Yeah, but like, I it's a lot of spoiled. Like, I don't know. I I don't like characters who think Again, that they're she owed may have something. Done heinous things in the episode since, but after episode one, I kind of liked her. No, I think she's likable, but okay. I don't know that I feel attached to her yet. And if you I don't guess. like the time jumps, boy, do I have bad news for both of you guys about like two weeks from now. Yeah. Right. No, I mean, like, like, Wait, like, what? yeah, no, they're I mean, like I, recasting like half the show in right. like, two weeks because they're going to jump so far in advance that these people. Jump. Yeah. Oh, really? 
Yeah, yeah. I, I just, oh, I don't, man. <laughs> like, Renera's going to be a new actress. I think her oh. friend, uh, the Hightower is going to yeah. be a new actress. Yeah, Allison, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I don't, mm. I don't, I don't, I just don't think that the like and this is for some is, reason Matt Smith is not. They're just like, eh, we're just gonna who's stop Matt putting it. Well, he's too, he's too good. Who's Matt yeah. Smith? Damon. Oh. Yeah. He's pretty good. Yeah, he is good. And they're they're probably gonna kill off Viserys. Like that he has to die to push the story forward. But yeah. But like Yeah, I, I mean you spoiled it on uh on your most recent episode that he's already fallen apart. Well, first so, of all, I mean, kind of he's he's and, he's missing fingers and he can't sit on the iron throne I without am not it, that far. without it damaging him. It's not. It's not some incredible spoiler to find no, out. No, he he's just every he's missing he a digit. He doesn't right. have is his pinky like, anymore. Is it when like he sits on the Iron scale? Throne, that, the Iron yeah. Throne <laughs> with with shockingly an Iron Throne made of swords actually punctures him. Like what? I never mind. The part that I don't understand is like, did those? Why have? Why didn't those swords ever poke like Joffrey? If like the if if this if this show is like if. I mean, you maybe know. they like figured out cleaning the throne was important, like in the intermittent like a hundred years. They're like, yeah, our kings keep like degrading and falling <laughs> apart. Like <laughs> we, had to, yeah. we had to clean the throne like a stripper pole in between performances. <laughs> gotta, make sure to make sure to wipe it down with all. The, <laughs> yeah, wipe it down after you're done. Make sure to wipe it down with all the disinfectant, just so when he sits on the throne, when it pokes him, it doesn't really like, up, it'll, it'll like bleed a, a little bit. Bottle and yeah. a towel, and he just sprays it down. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I'm, I'm glad the house mom for the for the for the Iron Throne. I'm glad we I'm glad we talked about it. I want to like it just after after every after I every. Do, like, no, I do meeting. actually like it. I want to like it. I want to like it more than I do, and it's like fairly entertaining. I just think that it's they're good. they're they're making the same mistakes that they made in late Game of Thrones, where it's like we what made early Game of Thrones and early to middle Game of Thrones special was the little moments that and and the growth that we saw from these people from spending just amounts of very tedious amounts of time with these people and yes. and you find out like, just like you, you see the flaws on the road yeah 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 like you see that the 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 destination isn't the point here it you know <laughs> if it was just that it would be a movie if it, if if all we cared about was well, also, was the destination we found out later the destination was bad so it clearly, was not, <laughs> yeah. they hadn't given it a whole lot of thought, you know, yeah. uh, but it, it makes me, well, when nervous. they ran out of source material, they were like, mm, we should go take the star Wars money. And they're like, nah, don't take the star Wars money. Well, no, star hate, Wars was like, you, you don't get this yeah. money because you're star Wars this. was like, eh, you know, it's okay. Yeah. We, we already, <laughs> HBO was like, no, let's, let's, let's run this back. Like, yeah, there you go, Harrison. Let's run this back. Yeah, you know, keep the... it going. No, <laughs> we'd like to keep, keep this going. We'll pay you. Nah, we're good. Yeah. Good call on their part. All right. That's going to do it here. Uh, for this episode of the Triangles slash Lakers Lounge, whatever we want to call it here. Um, uh, shouts to the listeners who are learning like there isn't much difference here on the shows that I'm on. <laughs> they're, just <different. laughs> they're just different titles and different headlines. To, but, but anyway, uh, thank you very much, Harrison and Aaron, for sending me off on this next little uh, and just experience that this is going to be. I've heard, um, I've heard from my brother. I've heard that when you have one kid to the second kid, it's not like a linear progression. No. It is exponential. It is so terrifying. get ready to be on the penalty kill. Yeah. So <laughs> we gonna, are. It's gonna be two on one when Jen <laughs> goes to do something. When Jen goes for girls, hey, you're gonna be on yeah. that penalty kill. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. So basically, to to inform you guys how this is going to go over the next couple weeks, um, not much is changing. Right. All you know. Uh, I love basketball. Taco Tuesday, can you dig it? That is still around. Um, 
the only major change that you're really going to notice, there's going to be a significant step back in lowdowns that I'm going to be recording. And obviously, if there is nothing to talk about, I'm not going to try to force it, um, but, you know, while I'm on paternity leave. So some of my shows are going to take a step back, but there is still going to be a ton of content here. We are still waiting for a Russell Westbrook trade. I'm sure as that happens, um, I will probably look. I might be in the uh, emergency room. I might be in 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 the nursery, uh, but I am still going to have takes to get off. So you still haven't heard anywhere near the last of me um, as we depart here. So with all that said. Um, thank you everybody for, for tuning in the way that you guys have to get us to this point and make me feel comfortable taking a, a little bit of a break here. Um, and I can't wait to talk to you guys the next time I do. So that was Harrison Fagan. That was Aaron Larsoul. I'm Anthony Irwin. This was the triangle slash Lakers slash Harris the mile slash Anthony Irwin. Yeah, congrats to Jen slash happy birthday, Aaron 45 going on 90 at least <laughs> the way he's talking is going on 90 at least. <laughs>